This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, come on. It's a podcast. His name is Al and Jerry. What's up, Al? Oh, hi there, Jerry. A couple of things today. So, uh, one... Uh, you know, when we were in Super Bowl, Boomer was uh, very nice enough to uh, hand us some cash. Right. I you, won mine. You, for some reason, had to earn yours <laughs> in a bet. But uh, he was nice enough on the first night of dinner. You guys weren't there. He uh, handed uh, Eddie and I some cash. He, he gave us some spending cash for Vegas. And he said, listen, you, you can't. You have to spend this money. You can't save it. Like right. he, he wanted us. He was forcing us because he knows how cheap. He wanted you to live. He wanted us to live. But he gave us actual cash. Right. And, you know, a lot of times, excuse me, when you're out and about, you pay in credit card. And you got to pay that later, of course. But I still had, once I got back from Vegas, I still had cash because I, while I did things, I did it all on credit card. And I was like, do I want to go to the bank and deposit this or just spend it how I normally would? So I decided, "Ah, you know, when I go out to dinner, I'm going to bring cash and uh, when I do things, I'm going to pay cash because I'm not a, usually a pay cash kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, though, you know, bringing the actual cash to restaurants really opened my eyes to how much it costs to go to restaurants. I, and I know that sounds funny, but I actually know what you're talking about. Like when uh, when the credit card bill, when, when the restaurant bill comes due and it's like $140 or $120, whatever it is, you put your credit card down. You look at it, you go, that's expensive. Here's my credit card. When you actually hand somebody like $150. Yeah. That feels like, wow, I just spent $150. No, I'll give you one. So we've had in the past couple of years, we've had some stuff done around the house. One in particular, we had the deck done. That was a, that was half credit card, half debit card, pay off the rest of the credit card, but it was still a lot of money. The other thing we did outside was I had a couple of trees, big trees taken out and cut in half, you know, different things. And that was eighteen hundred cash, so I had to go to the bank and withdraw eighteen hundred dollars. Get the envelope. Then at the end, as I'm counting, I'm like, "God damn, I'm giving him all of this." Yes. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, there is something about a cash transaction that makes you think more about the money you're spending. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's because it's real. It's right in front of you. It's not a swipe. Yeah, and like even like when you pay your credit card at the end, end of the month, even if it's a lot. It's a combination of a million things. You go to the thing, it's like brrr, mm-hmm. all these different things. This is like I'm taking this hundred fifty dollars, and I had a mediocre meal, and then it's gone, and it's gone. That's it, just like the money, it's gone. Yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, it might be something to do to to actually start using cash on things just to see the value of a dollar. As again. long as there are places that don't take cash, though. right? And that's what I was running into actually in Vegas with a bunch of things yeah. where it was everything was credit, credit, credit. 
You can't use cash at most arenas. Anymore. Right, that's right. We were like, we went to the Super Bowl, and it was they like, will oh, not take it. they will not take it. Nope. So I was like, I got this cash. I can't even like go to this, because Boomer's like, you better buy a round of beers at the Super Bowl, blah, blah. Yeah, but I couldn't do it with the cash he gave me. There was, I think, I think, was it Minnesota? One of these arenas I was in was not Minnesota. It was Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State has a cash-to-card machine. So you put cash into a machine and, they and give it gives you a, you a debit card? card to use at the arena because you can't. Ooh. They won't accept cash anywhere. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Is yep. it a cool? Did you uh, see I people? Like I wonder, was it like Ohio State? I, it's a good cards because that'd I, my, be cool to have. My guess is probably, but I don't know because when you're there as a media person, I don't, yeah, I'm not buying anything, right? But I did see those all over the place because there are signs that we are a cashless building. Hmm. So I think a lot of that happened at the pandemic, right? Of course, the cashless. Mm-hmm. That and then when they build brand new arenas now, they're they're everything they put in is all cashless. All meant to be cashless. All cashless exactly situation, right? With the iPads that ask for a tip. Yes. When now we'd like a tip as well. Uh, secondly, Jerry, I don't know why randomly I thought of this. You know, I we both both of us have collected baseball cards when we were younger. Yep. And I still have this big box of cards in my basement. Mm-hmm. Do you really? Yeah. And for some reason, I'm always like, ah, I don't even know how I would know what something is worth. Why today? I thought, I bet you if I Google which 1980s baseball cards are worth something, sure, a list would come up. Oh, yeah. And it did. Yeah. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do when I get home today? You've got a project. I'm going to look through my baseball cards to see which are the valuable 1980s and 1970. It would have to be late say, 70s. How early do you go back, would you say, with I, the cards? I probably was buying cards in 19... 19- 78, okay. 79. So do you think they're in? Because the one thing about the value, too, is the condition of the card. Yeah, I, I would say my baseball cards from the 1980s are in good condition. Okay. Although, you know what? They've been in an attic in a basement. Sure. Moved to this basement, that bit. I don't know. And so it could be great. Yeah. You know, my my son, my older son, has made, a, I, I want to say a lot of money, but he's made a considerable amount uh, buying and selling cards. You know, he goes to local card shops. Yeah. Where he, and not just where it's just sports memorabilia. Is your older son or younger son? My older son. Um, he goes to places where they sell like antiques and they places cards too. And he knows the guy's not a card guy. Yeah. And he doesn't, he doesn't negotiate. He just, he sees the price. Like, yeah, I'll buy that. And he knows it's worth more. Then he sells stuff on eBay for me and he makes good profits on certain yeah. things. He's taken some of my cards, which I gave him. Uh, I mean, he's made money. On, he's done really good with it, actually. Yeah, you know what? I don't understand what that is. Does he get the cards graded first? No, he sells them on eBay because he's not selling cards for. We're not talking about cards for a hundred bucks, five dollars here, six dollars there. But if I buys it for a buck and sells it for four, you right? Know, he's not. You're not going to waste your time trying to grade a card for four dollars. Well, that's what I was wondering too. Like the people who do grade the cards, so you have to send that in. Yeah, yeah, you do. I mean, you roll on the dice, yeah. right? That on you're that what you, they're going to tell you, or that with. that it's not going to get lost in the mail, or it's not going to get damaged in the mail, True. Or, or the the it's not going to be sitting out in pouring rain while it's waiting to that, be picked up somewhere. Yeah, you're exactly right. You got your cards there with poop in a box somewhere. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? And then your card comes back and it stinks like ass. Right, and they're gonna be like, "This was a good card, but it has." poop in a box on it because mm-hmm, it was sitting on top of it in july yeah in a mail truck <laughs> yes <laughs> with that stink wafting through it <laughs> so i might do that that might be my today's thing to do that Jerry. sounds cool that sounds very cool yeah 
there was a time probably in the late 90s where a friend of mine who's into baseball cards went through my cards mm-hmm. and put the good or decent ones mm-hmm. or ones to watch for up top. So I, I think they're still in that sort of order. Oh, that's great then. Yeah. Are they in the folders? They're, some of them are in uh, the the white boxes. Okay. And then others are just randomly. Oh, okay. I'm I'm curious to see what you come away with because when I was when I was I did look at a couple articles online that were like these are the top ten or top twenty mm-hmm. cards from the 1980s. You know when you look and they look familiar. Oh like, yeah, I've seen that Roger Clemens card. Like you might have it. I've seen that Nolan Ryan card, Ryan Sandberg, like mm-hmm. the, these sorts of players. So. Remember how we used to go crazy for the Mark McGuire rated rookie card? Yeah, or the the Team USA Mark McGuire card. That was the one when we were. Probably in the early '90s, that was worth a lot of money. Yeah, I feel like my collecting—they, we were still like in the 1980s when I was buying baseball cards. We were still thinking of things from the '50s, sure. You know, and like those, those were the the, the cards. Mickey Mantle rookie card yeah. worth seven thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah things know, like that, which is now worth I think fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. It would be cool if you actually opened up the box and you had like a tobacco card from 1931. That would be you didn't awesome. Realize it. Yeah, that would be great. That I know I didn't have. You've been sitting on a fortune for how long and you didn't realize? Because I wasn't one to buy individual cards. You bought packs. I bought packs sets. and saved them. I only really bought one set. I think I bought 1987. Okay. Tops. All right. But other than that, I would just buy all packs and just go. You have a lot of packs still unopened. No, I have nothing unopened. See, I still have a good handful that are still unopened. Really? Yeah. That wasn't even a thought as far as I remember back then. I don't know why I didn't open them. And I'm not saying a hundred of them. There's like seven or eight packs that I have that have never been opened. Yeah. Weird. We used to go to the uh, Route 1 flea market in, I think it was New Brunswick. Okay. Route 1 in New Brunswick. And there was a guy... We would go there. We, uh, our friend's mom would drive us, mm-hmm. and he loved baseball cards. And, and he'd be more one to sell and buy individual, where I was just looking for packs. But there was a the baseball guy in the middle, and then the uh, a wrestling magazine place. Another things over. So that's what I'd be spending my money on: yeah, wrestling sure. magazines and, and baseball cards. Perfect for you. Oh man, Jerry, I was who was living better than me back then. I guess nobody. So I'm gonna do that today, and if I find anything interesting. Or if uh, you're a listener to this and you you think about the 1980s, let me mm-hmm. know what I should be looking out for. I look. That sounds good. Do you mention wrestling? Have you? Do you know this Billy Jack Haynes? I've heard of him, name? but I, I've never. I don't remember seeing him wrestle, but I, I did know the name. You saw the story. He was more charged with murdering his yeah. wife. Yeah, killed his wife. Yeah, I did. We didn't bring that up. I didn't know if that was. Uh, I don't remember him. Yeah, to me, he wasn't a guy that I really remembered all that well. Other okay. than I knew the name, but I didn't know. I couldn't even tell you which era he was wrestling in. Uh, it looks like I would say the eight, the early eighties. Yeah, he must have been in a in a part of the country that I wasn't following all that much. He was seventy. Wow, he killed What's, her at seventy. Yeah, well, you think he'd be over stuff by seventy? Sh- I don't think you know what you, I mean? Like you know your anger and whatever by 70, I'd be like, whatever. Really interesting you bring that up because a we were at we were at a uh, a party probably three or four weeks ago, an anniversary party, and it, for an older couple. And it wasn't them, it was and I it was Kim's it was uh, someone Kim works with that she's close with. We got invited, we went. It was fine for a couple of hours. But we started talking to the older sister of her friend, who they're probably, I would say, early 60s. They look great, but I would say early 60s. 
And she was just furious with her husband, who is, I know he's 64. I don't know what she is, but I would say early 60s. That they bought a summer house down the Jersey Shore. I don't know if it's Maniloking or Bayhead, but it's it's down there. And they live up in Metuchen, I believe, is where their home is. So they have this house, and as it turns out, there's a good group of people they went to high school with that either live down there or also have shore houses down there. And that his high school girlfriend from sophomore year is part of the group. Hmm. And she's like, she can't get over the jealousy when she sees them having a good time together. From high school? Al, I don't think it ever goes away. I, I thought I would think that too. And I remember thinking, huh, you know, I'm not that far from that now. I'm almost 50. So right. it's not like saying 62 and 30. Like 62 to me doesn't sound so much. Hell, Eddie's going to be 60 in a few years. It's not crazy. And it's amazing to think like those feelings don't go away. Yeah, I would think. I, I don't would think by that time. I don't know why he. She was sixty-five. I don't know why he killed her. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, it's very odd. That you, is very odd. You just never know. I figure you make it. You make it through your sixties without without uh, trouble, and then like you kill somebody at seventy. Well, let me ask you this: You're how old? I'll be fifty-five this year, but I'm fifty-four right now. Do you feel like, honestly, do you feel like a 55-year-old thinking about what you thought 55-year-old no. oh, no, was like no 30 years ago? No. So you're not that far from 70 compared to, I still would think of you more closer to 30 than 70. Yes, right. And you're not. Matter not. of fact, you're far swayed towards 70 than 30. Right. I'm 15 and a half years from 70, Jerry. Right. Damn, I better live, damn it. That's my point, though. Yeah. So you sit there and say, well, he's 70. I mean, I've... I, in his mind, he probably doesn't think he is. Do you have certain people in your life? Like I have like uh, my brother-in-law, Paul, uh, and I use Boomer too as this example. So they're older than me by probably maybe the same amount of years. Mm-hmm. And I think of of them as not their age either. Yeah. So I always like that they've got a couple years on me that I could look at them and go, well, even at this age... I, I'm not. I'm doing all right. Yeah, I'm doing all right because yeah. they're doing all right, and they're a couple. They're this many years, five to sure. ten years older than me. Yeah, I, like my uncle John has been in uh, in great shape, um, thin, takes care of himself. He's the type that I look at. I'm like, he's 65 now. Like, what? Really? Uh, yeah. So he's one that I look to immediately. Yeah. And you go, oh, I could be, I could be that age. No question. If I looked like that at that age, I'm in, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. No, there's no doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I have any more that I look at like that, but yeah. him for sure. Although I will tell you, they're getting to know more people through the Cornhole League. You see every, everything from a, There's one guy there. I don't know if the guy does testosterone. I don't know what he does, but he is in his seventies and he is in phenomenal shape. Then there are guys there that I find out are in their early 60s, and they look like they're 80. Yeah. You know, there's one of our guys who's one of the um, one of the uh, advanced players, plays literally every night in all these different leagues. He stays busy. He literally just told me the other day, if you would have asked me how old I thought he was, I would have said 65, 66. He's 77. And he's, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, you're doing all right. Doing and all I didn't yourself. react when he said it. But, you know, he was, you know, talking about how he got a job. He's like, I can't sit around and do nothing. He goes, it's driving me nuts. He goes, I feel like I'm in good shape. My, you know, my my head's still there. I don't have any issues with memory. He goes, but yeah, then I'm like, well, I am 77. And I'm like, 
What? <laughs> 77. Holy crap. You should have said, what? I didn't. I just rolled with the punches. But yeah. He's another guy now I can look to. Right. Be like, okay, this guy's doing pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Gina ran into a situation on New Jersey Transit today, but it reminded me, as this has happened to me at concerts as well, hmm. the term, you know, the term crop dusting, Jerry, where someone yes. silently farts in public in yeah. a large area. And she said it was so disgusting. This she was is, choking. <laughs> yeah. And this has happened to me at concerts. And while it seems like, hey, if you really have to fart, farting in a crowd is probably best because you no can't blame it. Right. I still will not do it because, but that is so foul. Like, just, disgusting. And the person probably knows, like, I'm going to fart right here and stink up this place and you're not even going to be You're never going to know. Count. Right. That is true. Like, if there was a, if some sort of brown dust came out uh, with it and we could see who was farting, we'd really put an end to that. Well, that's my idea about the pools. Yes. About putting some sort of additive to pools mm-hmm. so that when a kid or an adult takes a leak in your pool, all of a sudden, instead of it just fading away, a bright red trail yeah. <laughs> follows them. Yeah. What color would you make it? Because red could scare people about blood. Okay, I wouldn't do What if red it was then. like a really dark blue? Fine. Black or or bright bright yellow, <laughs> fine by or r- bright orange, bright orange, bright. Uh, well, br- orange is close to red. Yeah, uh, dark blue or black. Yeah, yeah, and then it would look like you know when a fish takes a crap. Yes, it follows you. <laughs> yes, right. It would put an end to this. Yes, it would. All of a sudden, people. Now here's the problem though: when you have people over and they got to get up, they got to go in your house, they're going to get right. water. All, but you want them to use the toilet for yeah. Christ's sake. Yeah, I don't even now. like when people use the ocean. And that's a self-cleaning situation, but yeah, yeah, and people do it. No, a lot of people do it. People well, have told, have called up and said they do number two in the ocean. I mean, what? A, I mean, God, that, what that's filthy disgusting. That is disgusting. A Geo and Boomer have talked about like on Long Island. I guess the to get if you're on the beach to get to the bathroom, it's it's quite a walk. Yeah, where I feel like in New Jersey, at Not least bad. where I am, Bradley Beach, Asbury, most places all that, aren't bad. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a short walk yep. up up the sand, go to the bathroom, go yep. back. Yeah. A lot of people are sitting there for a long time, though, having lots of cocktails and they not sure getting are. up. All right, Jerry, let's do the uh, warm-up show. Tomorrow's Friday, by the way. It is. This is what I hear. Uh, and we'll be back tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. So. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Baseline underneath, bank shot. No, Ewing slams in the photo. 
And the Knicks go up by one with 26 seconds remaining. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. The buzzer sounds, and the New York Knickerbockers are going back to the NBA Finals. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, what's up? A couple minutes after five. It is a third. People love a Thursday because you're very close to the weekend. Kind of is the weekend when you get to Thursday night. The Eddie Scazzeri, what's up? I know I've got a very somber and sad Al Dukes because one of his legends passed oh, away. We've got more wrestling news. We've got news around the <laughs> NFL. We'll get to all of that, but uh, what's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Um... Yeah, you know, it's weird. Uh, I just heard in the update, and I believe it was Marv Albert. Oh, uh, uh, Not the update, the thing that... Yeah, the little promo. We played to death. And they go, Mar- Marv Albert goes, the Knickerbockers. Mm-hmm. What the hell is I that? Don't, I, you know, I've never known, actually. And I have never, no idea. And nor we have I ever it. attempted to find out. Yeah. Like, right now, I could Google that, but I kind of don't want to. Yeah, whatever. Hoping you would matter. know right off the top of your no, head. No, they're the Knicks, whatever. It's like they go the Metropolitans was the Mets. Like, well, you that know was, what that means, though. That's people who live yeah. in the metro areas. Mm-hmm. And you know why their colors are what they are. That I actually don't know. Really? Yeah. Combination of the Dodgers and the Giants, who both left oh. for California, they took the orange and the blue. Then why did the Knicks take those same colors? That I couldn't tell you. And I just the know Islanders. that's the theory with the Mets. I don't know. I do think it's kind of cool that we... Have like a group of teams in New York that same colors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where's our baseball team that's green and white? I don't know. What no, I was just have. just randomly thinking in my head, like Pittsburgh, all the teams black and yellow. Mm-hmm. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, you got the Penguins, you've got the the Steelers. Yeah. And then you've got uh, the Pit the Panthers the are Pirates. You're right, but I'm trying to think of the Pit Panthers. Are they? No, they I feel like they're, they're like blue. navy blue and yeah. yellow, right? But still, you got yeah. the yellow. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool, Jerry. That's right. Uh, I kind of like this um, NFL Players Association polling players about uh, their teams that I they're do on. and I don't. What? So we get a lot of information. Like, I guess it's based on they ask the players, you know, how, how do you like the coach? How do you like the facilities? How do you like the food they serve Here's you? Here's what puts the whole thing in a blender and none of it matters. Yeah. Doesn't matter at all other than to have fun with it on a talk show. Because the organization that got like the worst ranking for their owner, yeah. which you would think is relatively important, is the best team we've seen in the last 15 years. And yeah. that's the Chiefs. Yes. So what is it all like? Who gives a crap? What the, the Chiefs, right. Doesn't we're, matter. We're ranked 31st overall. Out of 32 teams. Yeah. Only the Washington Commanders were Think worse. about that. And they blamed uh, the the players didn't like the facility mm-hmm. or the owner's unwillingness to fix the facility. Goes to show it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Go get great players. Go get a great quarterback and win a lot of games. And all the other stuff will take it. Does it just doesn't matter? Right. Do you want to go be hanging out at a fantastic facility, but your team sucks? Right. Well, or you just don't win. Yeah. Like the Dolphins, I think were the top rated team by their players, which is great. But when was the last time they won a playoff game? It was them and the Vikings, I think, were like uh, the second highest rated team. was last time they did anything? I mean, it's been yeah, a long time. They've had some success, but they've not won a championship. Yeah. So to me, it's fun to talk about some of the stuff, but you're right. It had doesn't they, mean anything. Had they not included that one small part that the Chiefs were ranked second to last, and they're you might have the something. champions. Yeah, the, you might you might have. The something only there. thing that I did like from it 
was the, and I didn't read all of it, but some of the, uh, where the coaches fall in line. Yeah. Like for all of the Jets that, you know, gush about how Rob Sala treats them and, and what a great guy he is and he's a great coach in the building and blah, blah, blah. What did he finish, 20th or 23rd or something? 24th. Like? Right. That's bottom third. Yes. So if you loved him so much, you didn't love him enough to be in the top, forget top third, top half. I mean, that's not a good endorsement of your coach. Rob's, I mean, I'm sorry, Brian Dayball was uh, 13th. Which is fine. There's nothing good. wrong with that. Yeah, you're right in the middle that's of the pack. Good. That's okay. My favorite thing that came out of this was that the Jacksonville Jaguars, they did improve over last season. And the biggest improvement, Jerry, was, quote, no more rats. Which is a good thing. Yeah, Like actual, not rats like people tattling in the building. Yeah. Like the Jaguars had actual rats in their building. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of odd things, too. So it's like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will still, on the road, if you're a rookie, you, even though you're on the team, you room with another rookie. Mm-hmm. You can buy out of that. I actually don't mind that. It's like you got to earn your keep. And it's actually a very, an extremely reasonable amount of money to buy out to get your own room. It's $1,700 for the season. Right. I would well, do that in a second. Because you can probably get a room for a couple hundred bucks. Right. You've only that's got true. eight games. Oh, fair point. <laughs> right? And that's, well, I wonder if they go into a hotel the night before yeah, home yeah, games yeah. too. Because I a lot of teams, do. a lot of teams do that to kind of get them away from the family, just to kind of get focused. But I, I don't mind that from the standpoint of you haven't done crap in this league, rookie. So all right, I can you appreciate want to play with the that. big boys. This is this is now. I don't even think that that's rookie hazing. I think that's welcome to the league. You're not one of them yet. Like you haven't earned any status, even if you were drafted in the first round. I think that's cool. By the way, sometimes it's good to have a roommate. I mean, I know I've heard Boomer, not I wouldn't want one, mm-hmm. but I've heard Boomer talk about, you know, trying to sometimes choose a roommate on the road that he felt like he needed to spend a little more time with to get a better connection. Sure. With. So I could see that a too. A little team bonding. A little team bonding, Jerry. These guys do spend a lot of time together. How do you think if we, if I might do a similar thing here at WFAN, I'll put together a, uh, like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a survey, Jerry? Yeah. Like a sur- where I would anonymously survey people. You could do that. How do you like the studio facility? Don't they actually? We do that already. <laughs> well, I we do, do it as like an overall company. Right. But I want to do specific, specifically Just WFAN. FAN employees? Yeah. Like, how do, you, how do you think the computers are in the producer's rooms? Mm. Um, and it's got to be anonymous. Anonymous. Yeah. What do you think of the selections in the vending machines? Uh, did you need, do you notice the emergency kit and how there's all sorts of, uh, things to help you if you're not feeling well? Um, how do you like the, uh, having the Dunkin' Donuts, uh, coffee uh, right here for free, right mm-hmm. there on premises? Like, I'm going to get, who's the, who's the best host to work with? These sorts of things. Jared. You could, you could probably come up with a solid 50 questions. I'm going to do that. And who are you sending it out to? All of you Everybody people. at FAN. All the people at FAN. I want to check with the boss first. How am I going to be able... <laughs> Just saying. How am I going to be able to get that to be anonymous? How will I not know? I... You have to set up an entire oh, thing. Man. Like on um, on uh, Chimp Monkey or something? That, yeah, like that... a survey <laughs> like a survey site. Otherwise, you're just going to get responses with emails attached to them. 
<laughs> oh, great. Pete Hoffman hates BT. <laughs> now this is going to cause a problem. Yeah, or you find out who hates you. <laughs> that too. <laughs> that I don't want, Jerry. <laughs> that I do not want. Favorite producer at WFAN, Al Dukes, 2% of the vote. <laughs> oh, man. I'll just then I'll just be like I'm just like the Kansas City Chiefs. That's right. The You're best, winning, but no one likes me. Jerry. No one likes you, but yeah. you get results. Yeah, yeah. We could do that, I suppose. What? What? I'm trying to think of the the survey thing. It's not chimp monkey. It's like chimp survey I, I monkey boy. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Monkey business survey. I don't think it's monkey business. I don't think that works. Let's see. Survey. Survey. Put chimps. websites. <laughs> survey monkey. That's this a is the top one that comes out. Okay. Yeah. Survey uh, monkey. Survey junkie. Do you like a good survey? Like, let's say you... Uh, Only if I'm interested in the topic. Otherwise, I don't care. No, let's say this, Jerry. You um, you go to... Uh, you, you have a nice stay at the Borgata. Yeah. And the Borgata sends you a survey in an email. You filling that out? The difference... Um, let's say it wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. MailChimp. Mailchimp. That's the one you were thinking Mailchimp. of. MailChimp. Um, this is where you and I differ. I only will do a survey if I was happy with the, really? if I was happy with the experience. If it was bad, you're not letting mm. them know why they I can just improve. go somewhere else. Mm. Nope. Cause there's a, I'll tell you why there's a million different choices. Yeah. And I don't, so I'll give you an example. We were in Atlantic city. I won't say which casino, um, three months ago or so. And the bathroom was less than I expected. Okay. Not that a bathroom needs to be beautiful, but a I bathroom. Like a bathroom. But a bathroom should not look like everything needed to be replaced ten years ago. Correct. And the shower should be relatively new and free of mold and you know sure. It just it should present itself better. Um other than that it was fine, but I'm like, hmm, I'll move on. They don't need a survey from me to okay. know that their bathrooms suck. You know what they can find when people stop going there? Maybe they'll put some money into the place. So you think they already know? Like, if they got that survey, they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't be like, I can't believe this guy didn't like our no. 1975 bathroom that we you have to. You have to know. I mean, just by looking at your property, you should know. So, no, I'll just go somewhere else yeah. because I got a million choices. And you know what? We went somewhere else a couple of weeks ago. Fantastic. Yeah, I love a good survey if uh, if I didn't like something or really liked something. Yeah. If I had a, a middle-of-the-road experience, I'm probably not filling out a survey. Well, if you, if you don't like something, you just email the CEO. Correct. I'll do I'm, that as well. I like the positive reinforcement. Hmm. That's what I like. So like, we went to dinner in uh, in Little Italy on Saturday. I did give a review, a very good one. On which platform? Um, open table. Okay, because they which, said, how was your trip? Which I did hear you guys discuss in the podcast. And now I make sure I go to the restaurant website and go from there. For open table. Yes. they get charged less. Now, the one thing I will tell you, though, about, because I, I was bothered by that whole conversation yeah. about how they lose money when you go to open table first, if in fact that's all true. The only thing I would say a little opposite of that would be, I might not have found them, though, if not for Open Correct. Table. And I can I can give you a, a bunch of examples where I have found really good restaurants because of it. Right, and that's why they're charged a fee. Yes. Yeah. So I think it kind of goes both ways, but I will use Open Table. But now if I specifically am looking for a restaurant, I will go to the restaurant website first. Smart. And link through there. That's good. So, yeah, look, I learned a little something from the uh, podcast. Look at that. How about that? By the way, Brian Dayball, 100% of Giants players feel that he is very efficient with their time. Yeah, well, he gave them off Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. 
Seattle, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just hey, kidding. He, he wants good reviews. <laughs> you don't have to come to work today. Uh, that's great. That means he's very efficient in what he's doing, and he's not like having them linger uh, around the facility unless they want to, which you obviously would prefer your players yeah. to do. But that's good. That means his players have his back, I would think. Some surveys are weird or re- reviews are weird. Like when you go to college, mm-hmm. you get to review like at some point at the end of the semester, they ask you to review your professors. Yeah, I don't ever remember doing that. Yeah. Well, they do it now. Yeah. And it's weird because if you were lazy all semester and didn't do squat, mm-hmm. you're going to lay that on the professor. Not their fault. Right. But now you're also incentivizing professors to go easy on students so they get good reviews. It's weird. But also you got to look at the percentages. What do you mean? If I've got 30 kids in my class. And 26 of the reviews are good. Mm-hmm. And I got, you know, three people that had an issue. I think I'm going to listen to the 26 and not be so concerned with the three. But if it's 15-15, that yeah. would tell me there's a little bit of a problem. I think that's where the outlier all of a sudden can put them, make themselves look a little worse mm-hmm. than the professor. I know Mark Chernoff occasionally we get an email about how rude I am to the caller sometimes. Okay, yeah. He would get one email and he'd come. He'd come. Well, but is that any? Okay, but is that any different than getting a bunch of nice things said to you on Twitter and one a hole says something terrible and you reply to that guy? Yeah, it's really the same thing. You always reply to the to the bad stuff, right? Except you, Jerry. Your positive reinforcement reviews. Uh, I try. Yes, you're doing. You're doing something different. I do try to be a little different. Yes. Okay. So. And you just hope that, hey, you'll know when, because you're right. So you write to this hotel and go, hey, your bathrooms are really terrible. As long as people are still booking there, they don't care. They don't care. But when people stop booking and then maybe they get together a little meeting, mm-hmm. they go, let's tour the hotel rooms and let's see maybe why people don't like staying here. Which to me should be a weekly thing. Yeah. Especially in the place I went to where they've got several towers oh, in their several place. towers. Or at least multiple towers. I'll say that. You can't, if you're going to refurbish one, that's great. But if you're going to put someone in one that hasn't been redone, you got to let them know. Yeah. That, oh, by the way, you're booking this. It sucks. <laughs> We're putting you in the and, scrub tower. And not even much of a discount. Yeah. The price is pretty much the same. Yeah, you're right. So. Can't do that. I no longer go there. Or at least until I know that they have redone the rooms. Because otherwise I like the place. Yeah. But I, I don't have time to be bothered with reviews. And a shower is very important in a I hotel. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. That's part of, you know, when you walk into the room, like the win, that was the thing about the wind that was unbelievable. A, the size of the room was phenomenal for just a regular hotel room. But the other thing they had that really impressed me, which I think would have been right up your alley, was the technology in the room. The way it was all run with the iPad. Oh, yeah, there was iPads. Now, it took me a couple of days to get used to it. But boy, oh boy, after I got used to it, yeah. I love that thing. It was cool. That was fun. The, the TV, the shades, the lights, like anything you wanted. You want to order food, go to the iPad. Everything was on the iPad. It was pretty cool. It was awesome. That's a place I would book again because the experience was fantastic. And the rooms were beautiful. And the Me bathroom too. was great. Bathroom was good. Uh, didn't have a handheld shower thing. But other than that, it was terrific. Other than that, it was fantastic. Absolutely. Jerry. All right. Tell us what you got to tell us. I'll tell you what I got to tell you, Jerry. I said I want to talk to construction workers right now. You know me, Jerry. I like to talk to construction workers. We should have a Google review. Do a survey. Oh, constru- oh I'm going to survey construction <laughs> yes. workers. Great idea, Jerry. I'm going to get Chimp Monkey on that. <laughs> George 
25 after 5. <laughs> You're not on the schedule for being off, Jerry. I better be off on Monday. I hope I'm off on Monday. If I, we were just talking during the break, I've got a late game tonight. Rutgers at home at 8.30, which is just killer. I say they move it to 10.30 tonight, oh Jerry, tip-off. Rutgers, Michigan tonight at 8.30, just a killer. That's a rough one. And then in Nebraska Sunday night, which is fine, and I was just telling you that I'm off, but I don't think you had that on the calendar. i got to make sure that yeah, someone's coming in Monday. <laughs> I can check the actual uh, calendar during the break to see if you're on it. Yeah, let's hope not. All right. Let's hope not. I hope not. Jerry, we lost the great Richard Lewis, who was one of my favorite people. And you did something that you criticized people no, for. No, see, this is what people were saying. Geo criticizes people for this. I criticize. I think you do. I criticize. It de- is depending. So, yes, I tweeted a photo and some Richard Lewis memories yesterday. Right. Which Geo thinks that makes you uh, tweeting about you and not about the person. Mm-hmm. My. My thing is, like, I have a, a friend who's been in radio for, like, 25 years. Right. And he's very guest-heavy. So anybody who dies, and he takes a picture with everybody. Right, right, anybody right. Anybody who dies, there's a photo, there's a photo, there's a... Uh, the person's in the news for something, there's a photo there. If you take a handful of people who pass away over your lifetime and put something up about them, if they were a special person in some way to you i don't have a problem with that it's these random ones where i like margaret thatcher dies there's no chance you had a connection <laughs> to margaret thatcher and nine million people post margaret yeah, thatcher margaret things. thatcher she was the best by the way where did you come up with margaret thatcher i just a random person <laughs> beloved <laughs> but like richard lewis i legitimately would put down in my list of p- people who i found to be an influential person when i was Young. So for me, it would be Daryl Strawberry and Herschel Walker. Yeah. That's probably about it. I put Richard Lewis on my short list. Fair enough. Because he was, and what's funny is like everything is about curb your enthusiasm. Yeah. This is like Richard That's all I know him from. Right. He was such a great stand-up comedian in like the, for me, the 80s. Okay. He was on Letterman all the time. He was great on Letterman. A great Howard Stern show guest back when. You could just show up on the Stern show and be on the air for mm-hmm. three hours. Um, and then he would he would come in here as well. And I remember I used to keep booking him, and Craig would be like, why are why? we having Richard Lewis on <laughs> Because again? I want him here. Because I like him. <laughs> I do remember the last time he was here, he was quite surly. Yeah, but I think that was part of his shtick as no, well. No, but I mean even out there in yeah, the newsroom. I, yeah, I think that was still all part of Maybe. it. Maybe. Because and then at one point I think Craig started catching on because what Craig would do is if Richard Lewis was coming on at like let's say eight o'clock mm-hmm. on the air, Craig would be say to me, "Why are we having Richard Lewis on?" <laughs> then my cell phone would ring and it'd be Richard Lewis. He'd be tell that guy I'm gonna I'm not coming and I'm not. and th- so he'd start his shtick an hour before he got here. Makes sense, you know what I mean? And then if you rode the elevator up with him. And somebody else, he would. And if they didn't know who he was, he yeah. would just crack on them. And he was just, a, I find, an interesting guy. But a really great stand-up, a great Letterman guest, great Stern guest. But people seem to only know him, or I guess a younger generation seems to only know him from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Well, I think his stardom 
became bigger with Kirby because of the success of that show. But this is kind of like, you know how like Russo's popular now? Yeah, sure. It's, a second, his it's great, a second career. But his greatest work was Mike and the Mad Dog. Yes. By far. But as to your point, you've got a whole generation of people that didn't listen to Mike and the Mad Dog, and they know him now, for, not even serious. They know him from Stephen A. Smith and ESPN. Right, but in some ways you're getting, it's like if you just started listening to Howard Stern, you're getting the watered-down version of these guys. You want but the that peak. Al- but that also goes to the greatness of them because their watered-down version is still still good enough that they're incredibly popular. Like, to yeah. think that they, like, that would be, and even you for that matter, like, you had a nice run with the company, but maybe where Opie and Anthony and Ron, Ron and, and Fez. Fez and all that stuff. And this is like, a, it's almost a second career that you've had. It's kind of cool if you can do that and be successful in one and yeah. then in a different direction with a different audience. Because I don't think the fan audience was the 1027 audience. No. So it's almost like people, like I don't think our audience knew who the hell you were when you first got here. But now you become part of fan history. So it's kind of cool that you can have two different careers within a career. I suppose. And I think those people have. Hell, Richard Lewis, again, I didn't know him as a comic. And I'm not a fan. I'm not not a fan. I'm just, I'm not even that big of a fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's okay. It's fine. Um, but I think there's a lot of people that only know of him because of the success of that show. And I think that's great for him. And Al, the only, the where I know him from is that sitcom he did with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, Anything But Love. Correct. That's, oh, I remember that show. That's yeah. how I, that's my top memory of him. Yeah. And that was a weird version of Richard Lewis mm. too. And that then was and then after that the eighties stand up, and I'm not a curb guy, so Yeah. Eighties stand up was tremendous. He because he was really, to me, one of the early guys I remember being very self deprecating. Like he was really about how depressed he is, right. how he can't get girls, how he pleasures himself, this sort of thing, Jerry, oh, okay. which you didn't... Uh, made it feel okay for you? Yeah, just made, it normalized a lot of things that were not, sure. that you thought you would, what, things like that you would make fun of people for, mm-hmm. he normalized in having. I appreciate that. All right. I, I, I feel that. bad for you. Oh, Jerry, it's a very sad day. Yeah, well, it was. Well, it's not sad. Guy was, uh, the guy was 76 years old. He lived a good life. Mm. Seemed like he really, uh, I mean, the guy was on Seemed TV. Seemed like a hard life. He did look like a guy who was weathered from yes. the road. Uh, yes. And it's you, funny, when I was looking back at photos of Richard Lewis, because he, I would say Richard Lewis appeared uh, in the 17, 18 years I've been here, probably the most of a non-sports guest. And in fact, in one of the photos, when I was going back to photos, there was a picture of you, Boomer, and Richard Lewis, which means he came in on a day when you were wow. hosting. Was that in 17? Must have Maybe. been. It had to have been, probably. I sat in and did an interview with Richard Lewis. <laughs> Correct. I was gonna. I'm gonna send you the photo just to see if it sparks wow. a memory. I. You don't remember that at all. No, but that's not unusual not, because yeah, even course. Boomer sometimes you'll post a photo or show him a photo and be like that guy was in. <laughs> like you don't even and you sat there with them for like 20 minutes. We had days too. There, there was a time when a lot of celebrities would come through. Yeah. and in studio. Mm-hmm. For example, you made a book of it. Yeah, there's a there's a day where, in one of the Richard Lewis photos that I saw, Richard Lewis was here at eight a.m. Mm-hmm. and David du- Duchovny came in at nine a.m. Come on, <laughs> same day. David Duchovny was here. Oh yeah, Eddie even took a. Now, here's who it. 
I always take pictures with the host and the guest. Yeah. Then if it's somebody that I'm really mm-hmm. like, Tom Green, Richard Lewis, an 80s wrestler, I like a photo. Right, right. Eddie has only asked, I believe, I forced Eddie to take a picture with Dan Marino because I knew he loved Dan Marino. But Eddie asked for a photo with David Duchovny because of X-Files. Of course. I, hey, he's a that fan. That was awesome. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. He was so nice. He was. He and, was very and nice And I didn't get a photo, but I wanted to shake uh, Henry Winkler's hand. Yes, you wanted to shake Henry Winkler, the Fonz. I do remember him coming in yeah. because I couldn't get over how pleasant he was. He was such a nice man. Very pleasant. I mean, even he was like out in the newsroom, just had this big smile on yeah. him. Yeah. was just happy to be alive and happy to be here. And what's weird is he seemed so nerdy, and he was the coolest guy on 1970s television. He was. Hey, Jerry, that, sit on it. He was oh, like, no, that was. No, that was, wasn't that no. Ralph Malf or Potsy or, yeah, or no, Richie or whoever? Sit on it was the, um, the, the uh, Welcome Back Cotter. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I think. But he was an icon. An icon. And still is when you watch those shows, even 50 years later. Right. It really is remarkable. shut up. To shut. To shut up. He was in Night Shift, Jerry. He's still alive, by the way, Henry Winkler. He has Yeah, he does those commercials about his father-in-law. I love my (laughs) father-in-law. He's got some disease. There have there were a couple of pictures I took specifically for my kids. Yes, one was Kevin James because it was right <laughs> after my younger son watched Paul Blart <laughs> Mall Cop, over the hell it's yes. called, when he thought I was I was the coolest person in that moment, and also right when he was into wrestling, Rey Mysterio came in, and I took a photo. I'm, I didn't know who they were. Yeah, but I'm like I asked for the photo, which they didn't seem pleased. Not I shouldn't say that they were like another photo. Who are you? <laughs> Who's this guy? Um, but I only say that because I saw that Rey Mysterio, the WWE, is going to Mexico. And I guess Rey Mysterio is part of this. And I saw that yesterday. I'm like, ooh, Rey Mysterio is not. I knew him now. One He's of in your, the news. One of your few photos. One of my few photos. I don't have a lot. Yeah. And, and I don't count the ones when I, I hosted. I'm talking about the ones where I asked for a yes. photo. It's less than 10 times. Yeah. It's not much. But a couple of cases, pretty good. A handful of cases, Jerry. Yeah, a handful. And then also Virgil. Former WWE uh, wrestler Virgil passed away. He was only 61, Jerry. Yeah, that's not good. I love this. He started his career. I love this uh, wrestling name he had when he first started. He was best known as Virgil. But when he started wrestling, his name was Soul Train Jones. That's cool. I mean, someone's got to take that name back. That's a great name. It's amazing how much wrestling I did watch as a kid for a few years. Again, it wasn't a very long run because I I checked out when I went to it live and was really disappointed with what I saw. But I would say like three solid years. I was really into it, had the ring, had the, the, the little figure. I loved it. And I remember a lot of guys, but boy, you bring up these names. I've never yeah. heard of these guys. And now, I probably watched them. Now, Virgil was a, a very early internet meme. Okay. There was a picture of Virgil at a uh, autograph signing with nobody in line to it's get his so autograph. Sad. It was so sad. That's So why, people like, used to post that as, uh, as a, but he became, it kind of repopularized him because he had been done wrestling. Right. When this happened, and then people were interested in him again because it was so crazy. To like see when it. Howard Stern wrote his first book, yeah, the lines were around the block, and I always would wonder, like, like where's that cutoff to the success of the personality and the book to where, like, and I'm not picking on him because I've heard the book, I haven't read it, but I've heard the book is really good. Like Kenny Albert wrote a book, and he's had book signings. Like, how many people go to that? I don't know. Like Gary Myers has a book signing. 
who wants Gary Meyer's autograph? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not saying he's not a great writer, but I'm going to a bookstore for Gary Myers to sign my book. And I guess they do. Now you're telling me a wrestler had no one there. No one was there. And that I wouldn't expect. Poor Virgil. That's that's awful. But they also could have had him set up at like a terrible place for autographs. You know what I mean? I guess, but you would think someone of that ilk would have fans all over the place. Yeah. Like he could be in Birmingham. He should have fans. New yes. York City should have fans. And to be there and be all alone. You think Evan will do a book signing? I do. You do? I do. And if he's smart, mm-hmm. he'll do it at City Field. Ooh. That's where he should do it. That's a good one, Jerry. He should do it somewhere Met-related because it's basically his life as a Met fan scoring these games. It should be somewhere in the Met realm. What about this idea, Jerry? Send him down to spring training. Yeah, I agree. And then City Field at Couldn't season. agree more. Does and the he, book uh, have a title yet or no? Uh, I believe, yeah. I'm the, a loser. That is not the title. I saw I saw the cover and everything. I forget what it is. What it is. What, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I knew he was doing this. Yeah. I was not aware of the let me, title. I'm going to get that title for you. Yeah. So he's, so that book is, I don't, is it out yet or is it just these first editions are now out? Like, can you buy it already? I'm not sure. Will you buy it? Well, let me ask you this. I'm not I know you're not going to buy it. I know that. I know. I, that's a stupid question. Thank you. Will, hmm. Let's say a free book comes your way. Okay. Will you, and I know you're very busy, will you in all your, Spare time. Mm-hmm. Will you at least thumb through it? I'm not thumbing through that. No interest. If, oh, no, if it was here, I would thumb through it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If, if one was given to you. It's called The Mets Bible, Scoring 30 Years of Baseball Fandom. Huh. Mets Bible. I don't know if I care for that name. Yeah. I like the idea, I, and I will look at the book, and if I get one, I probably will read it, actually. Check it out. I will. I don't like the name. Will uh, Can we ask him what he got paid for this? You can. I don't think he's going to tell you. Well, could you ask him? You I want like me to ask him? I think you feel like you know I'll set better. the over under 250. Now, will we put him on to promote the book? We should. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, we I should. would. I'll try to get him in, in here. In the studio with that disgusting face of his yeah. with that beard and the hair. Yes, let's book Kevin Roberts for the show. I don't know why you wouldn't. Make him get up and come in early. Yes. By the way, he's here at 11 o'clock anyway. So I come in a little earlier. A little 9 o'clock spot. Would you take a signed book by Evan Roberts? Is that something you'd wait in line for, Jerry? I'm going to the signing. <laughs> I'm going to go to the signing at. Uh, uh, I would like it. Per- I would like it personalized. Yes, dear Jerry. I like the. So I have a few. Per- I have a Jim Nance personalized book, mm-hmm. which I very nice of him. Uh, I have a Joe Beningo signed book. Oh, that's cool. I've got a Sid Rosenberg signed book. There's something cool about the book signing to Jerry. Is it's kind of cool. Do you have a Craig Carton signed book? I don't know that I do. I have his book. What yeah. was it again? Loud Loudmouth. I do have that. I don't know that he signed it for me. I have a signed copy. Yeah, I don't know that it's not. I'd have to go home and look at the book. I'm not sure. I know I have the book. I don't know if he signed it for me, though. Hmm. And I had, and I don't know where it is anymore. <laughs> was it God's Other Son? Is that the name of the Imus book? Mm-hmm. I had that. Some Bernie had it signed for me. That's cool. Yeah, but I don't know where that book is, which bothers me. Because yeah. I keep uh, all, all, all four of them. My signed books are on the bookshelf in the spare bedroom. I know where they are. That one I can't find, and I don't know what happened to it. Actually, I actually have a Richard Lewis signed book. I'm not in. surprised. He had a book with one time he came yeah. in. Bobby Valentine okay. brought a book in. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people have brought books in. doesn't mean we no, care no, these, about them. Right. This one is signed. I feel like it's something. Kenny Albert, yeah. his recent book, sent me a signed book. Where did book. you go? Well, I, I had told him that I heard him uh, being discussed on the Theo Vaughn podcast, yeah. Wayne Gretzky. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, 
He goes, oh, I will send you a book. That's very nice. He wrote me a very nice note. All right. So we're going to have Evan Robertson soon. Don't yes. know when, but it'll be soon. Do you think I have to go through Tommy to book him, or I oh, can just, just go text right Evan. to Evan? I was texting Evan about the whole Twitter thing yesterday. So I, I feel like I'll book him for you. Or or should I go through his publisher? <laughs> just get him in here. I haven't even gotten a copy of the book. Yeah. They haven't even sent it to the WFN. released yet. That's what I'm saying. I think he's got a copy. I don't know if it's out yet. we got to find out. We'll find, we will have Evan Roberts in studio in, at some point in the near future. Maybe we book him for the warm-up show, make him come here at 5.15. <laughs> you know what's crazy? He might do it. Yeah. you got to sell books. You do have to sell books. Sell, all right, we're going to take a break. we got to sell other stuff. It's uh, 20 in front of 6. we got Boomer and Geo come up top of the hour on the fan. All right, nice to have you with us. Hey, real quick, just a couple of things in the newspaper I saw yesterday before you get to uh, whatever you next up here. Did you see that there was not one, but there were two sword fights? Where? <laughs> there was one, I believe, in... It was either... I, it was a in warm America? city. Yeah, it was a warm city. It was One was either in Southern California or Florida. I forget one. Near the beach... A naked woman having a sword fight with a man. I did see a naked woman sword fight, now and that you mention it. Well, it's so funny. You had a, like, I saw this yesterday, yeah. and it didn't even register. That's how, that's where we are in the I, world. I couldn't agree more. And then you had the other one about a classroom sword duel mm-hmm. that left a, one of the, left the student with severed nerves. That's severed great. nerves. I mean, what the hell is going on? I went to school today and got in a sword fight. Oh, my God. And I wasn't in the bathroom. Like, right. we're talking... Actual swords. swords. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. I, I, today's New York Post today is mm-hmm. an all-timer. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I'll have to thumb through this, Jerry. Uh, yes. And I, all I will tell you is a terrifying headline. I'll leave that there. You can, on your own time, check it out. And then some of the stories are just ridiculous. But hmm. whatever. You ever get into fencing, Jerry? No. Because that's sword. Why don't they call that sword fighting? It I would don't, be so much. I, I don't know. It would be so much better. They're not swords. No. Well, well, probably a good. That's a good enough reason. I'll take that. Asked, not actual swords. Asked and answered. But I think fencing was based on actual sword fighting, and now we just do it with a like a, a stick with a ball on the end of it. A stick with a ball. Yeah, like a metal ball. Because right, really, you don't want to kill somebody. Yeah, yeah. I want to. Can I play something fencing. for you? Sure. From, from first take yesterday. Who hosts first take? That's, this, that's this, Stephen A. Smith okay. and, and Chris Rousseau. Uh, and I didn't get a chance to edit this, so it's just a little long, but you'll get the point. So, Chris, I guess they're going over the top five hardest sports to play. Okay. All right. So, Chris does this whole thing about the NFL playing football is five. I'm picking up in the middle, so it's going to start like mid-word. And uh, Stephen A. Smith is not thrilled with his energy, so that might be where this picks up. But listen to what he picks us for. I get You have got so you got to number okay. five. Can I get a little more energy? Hey, Can I more? get a little more? Whoa. More energy. I'm asking you for more Whoa. energy. Oh, my God. I, 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 it's coming. I just want to say number five is football. All right, here we football go. Football, because, you know, everything's sports. You'll see why I'm playing this. No. Where's my energy? All right, number Give four. Give it to me. What? Thank you. This is an impossible sport to play because it's a. it requires finesse and ability to skate and all those things. Don't laugh. Curling. <laughs> Curling, the number four most difficult sport. He was dead serious. That's the thing where they the, that yes. thing goes down the ice and, and you, you got to shimmy it. And, you and they're not it. on skates, by the way. They're not on skates. No. Oh, they're not. No, I wouldn't have like known. A, they sort slide. of a slipper, but it, yeah. 
a slipper. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> hey, you made me think of that because you were talking about fencing. Fencing also very like difficult. an Olympic, right? That's an Olympic sport. Fencing, yep, sure. And is. So is curling, as we know. Mm-hmm. And some people oddly do get into it. I never have, but you know. I slightly got into the curling when it was in the Olympics. Like I, I, I found it somewhat mesmerizing on television. Like where you're rooting for us? Yeah. But fencing, the problem with fencing is that you they wear those masks. You can't Again, see Again, to the not eyes. jab the eye out. Yeah, but that's a problem because <laughs> well, you need yes. to connect with... So with losing your eyeball. <laughs> you need to connect eyeball to eyeball with some of these players. They're trying not to kill one another. I suppose. Okay, you get out there with no mask on. I'll do that. Okay, exactly. I want to defend alligators here for a moment, Jerry, because there is a story going around uh, where I read the headline... I read the story, mm-hmm. and then upon watching the video, I'm going to side on the side of the alligator. Okay. This happened in Florida on Makes a golf sense. course. Yeah. Uh, a woman was filming this alligator walking through her backyard. She's on a golf course, this woman. The alligator's going up, and it, the alligator's approaching the cart path. A cart goes by. Yeah. It Then the headline is that the gator attempted to bite someone riding a golf course mm-hmm. the golf cart the, the, on the on the golf cart mm-hmm. from my perspective upon watching the video that gator looked like he was trying to quickly cross the golf path when this golf cart was flying right 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 so it almost looked like he was about to get run over not to bite the guy he looked like he was just trying to be like let me get out of this area but they're like this alligator attacked this tried to attack this golfer in a golf cart and he had to run away from him. Not the case. Not the way. And you lived down there, so you you would understand this. Where you lived, did you have like one of those man-made lakes behind you? Yeah, so my my complex that I was in had multiple little then yeah, like ponds really. Yeah. And the alligators would just sit there. Like when you went out at night. Yeah. Were you I, I would I don't know that I would ever get over the fear that an alligator is not under my car. If I had that water behind or in the complex, yeah. or really anywhere in Florida, because you never know. Yeah, um, where my friend Paul lived, he he his car used to his parking spot backed up to a swampy area, oh, so I no would never chance because you would hear sometimes at night you'd go out and you'd hear I'm out, and that was the, the gators hissing. Yeah, I, I don't care for that. Yeah, I would see them mainly just right outs outside of the water, like the water was there, yeah. they were sitting right up. But one or two times they were walking in my parking lot. I have photographs of that because that's weird. You think? Yeah. I mean, that's a little spooky. No yeah. thanks. Yeah, it's weird. Between that and they got some, you know, the snakes. There's a lot. There's a lot going on in Florida. I didn't see a lot of snakes, but uh, the gators. Yeah, like you'd see people that have to be careful in walking their dogs in the complex, yeah. not to walk by the water. Yeah, because the alligator. What will amazes eat you right me up. is when you and you don't see a lot of it, but you do see it. When people have pools in Florida that are not screened in, are you out of your yeah. mind? There's a gator just swimming in your yes. pool. Yes. And then what do you do? You call the police and they come and they kind of, with their little device, they get it out. I well, mean, they have, you nuts? Uh, they have gator. Oh, They have people gator that, just, patrol? That, that just get gators out of pools and things. Like, that's a business. Oh, my. It has to be. When I retire, I might move to Florida and become a gator boy. Oh, yeah. That's what just you're going to do. Be pulling gators out of pools, Jerry. There's no chance you would ever do Jerry, that. Jerry, all you got to do is just I hold their mouth I close their mouth. Shut. I know. Okay. You want to go try it one day? They've got no power. I know. They can't up. I know. They can't open their mouth if yeah. you hold it down. And I've seen, uh, was it Swamp? I forget what the show is on Discovery or whatever. And I see what they do and they tape it shut. Yeah, they tape jump it on shut. the back of it. Man. 
No, that's kind of like when we see the girls or the guys, the gymnasts that do all these crazy things. You're like, yeah. how did you get from point A to point Z? Right, because you had to fall at some point. 100%. So that first time you jumped on the back of a gator, did you wet yourself or was it you just, you grow up with it and you're you're used to it? Yeah, there was that show. I think it was called Gator Boys on yeah, like A&E right. or something. Yep. And the one guy would show up. They'd be like trying to get a 800-pound alligator yes. out of a pool. One dude shows up. He's got that little loop, and he'd take his like Indiana Jones hat that he was wearing, and like tease the gator with it, like distract him with his hat, and then catch him. Like every day he goes to work, he's got to tell his wife, "Hope I'll be back tonight. (laughs) I hope I'll be back." And with and if I do return, hopefully with all of my limbs. Yes, like we have a bad day at work. Mm -hmm. Show wasn't great. You want to come back and do better tomorrow. Yeah. He has a bad day at work. There is no tomorrow. Yeah. Or, yes. He's missing a leg, Oof. an arm. He's a goner. That And that's one of those jobs. Like, how is he not paid? And maybe he is paid a fortune. Well, if you drive from, like, Tampa to Orlando, there's, like, this this stretch of road, Interstate 4, that goes through, like, Lakeland yeah, and yeah. some of these. There's gator wrestlers in the middle of nowhere performing probably for 10 people. <laughs> is that Alligator Alley? No, that's more towards like... Isn't that Boca? Yeah, going that south? towards Miami, yeah. But this is just like... That's by the Everglades, I believe. Yeah, Alligator Alley through the Everglades. <laughs> I'm out on that stuff, man. I'm out? <laughs> I, want a, I want a nice screened-in pool. Yes. <laughs> I don't go anywhere near these lakes. Even with golf, I will not go anywhere near a lake. Yeah. Ball goes anywhere close, see ya, I'll drop another one. You gotta be out of your mind. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get you to Boomer and Geo. Right now, Odyssey Sports Minute, Amy Lawrence. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, we got about a minute or so left. What else you got, Al, before we turn it over to Boomer? All right, Jerry, I see uh, the Knicks tried to protest that loss to the Rockets. Yeah, I don't like their uh, answer. That when uh, they, there was a, uh, a blown call, an incorrect foul call against Jalen Brunson, mm-hmm. and the refs came out and said, yeah, we blew this call. And then so the Knicks protest, and the NBA said, uh, nope. I guess the reason is, Jerry, it says uh, I don't a, like the reason. an error in judgment by the referees does not get overturned. Right. They said, quote, they did not demonstrate a misapplication of the playing rules. But they, they blatantly got it wrong and told you they got it yeah. wrong. Like, I don't, I don't know. They're basically saying the only way you're going to win a protest is if they got the rules wrong, not they made a bad call or the wrong call. Now, if you came out and said... You can disagree with my judgment, but there was slight contact. Was it ticky-tack? Okay, we can disagree. They said we screwed it up. Yeah. I, I don't know. Even it's And just the same like the other night with Cleveland. Well, not Cleveland. Uh, where the hell was it that they were playing? Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. You know, very similar in that like they came out and said, are bad. Like, I don't know. I know you can't keep going back and finishing games. I understand that. But this answer stinks. Yeah. I do like the term misapplication, though. I'm going to try to work that in today. Okay. In the podcast? Oh, just somewhere in my life. See if you say that. WFAN. WFAN FM. WFAN FM HD1 New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.